Good evening, everyone. It is Brian, the UK Bitcoin master. You all know me. It is 6 p.m. here in the United Kingdom on the 13th of January 2021. As always, strong Bitcoin hand, people. That is the name of the game on this channel. Got a cracking live guest tonight. Pretty excited about it. So wherever you are watching this and tonight, fingers crossed, this is going out on my Facebook page, UK Bitcoin master. It is going out live on Twitter at UK Bitcoin Master. So wherever you are watching it on those platforms, leave a message because I've got a chat uh, box here to show me who is um, dropping a message and where you're dropping that message from. Now, whether it all falls over or not, heaven knows. But you know me in technology by now, people. I'm a nightmare. I have to play around with, with tech. So with a bit of luck, it's going out across this Discord as well. So four platforms. Um, very, very briefly, I seem to have some kind of an issue with my volume on my Mac. It keeps adjusting down uh, on its own, so I'll be monitoring that. So uh, maybe let me know if I go quiet, but I'm going to do my best to monitor it all. Okay, for the benefit of anybody new finding this channel, number one, read this disclaimer. Do your own research. Uh, no financial advice here, no charts, no technical analysis, none of that stuff. Just me, some crazy Brit who got into Bitcoin coming up for five years ago that decided uh, that I wanted to rant about it a couple of times a week, and I've done that now uh, for almost four years. Do your own research, people. Only buy what you can afford to lose. If you're new to all of this, if you go to ukbitcoinmaster.com, you can check out all the videos I've done to date. This is video number 390, I believe. So nearly 400 videos for you to watch there. And then at bitcoininterviews.com, I think it's around 50 uh, interviews that I've done uh, live with some of the greatest thought leaders in the Bitcoin space uh, today and in the past. And a few of them have gone uh, dark and quiet and we don't hear from them anymore. But that's not the point. If you want to learn why Bitcoin, follow this channel. And I would say particularly follow the guests that we've got coming up pretty soon. And before I get into my live guest, I want to quickly shoot to the desktop. I want to quickly shout out to my friend down in Australia, Bitcoin to the moon. Um, he is selling his digital asset portfolio that comprises of domain names, btc to the moon.com, bitcoin to the moon.com. You can see the, 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 the text I've highlighted at the bottom. Why is this important? Because uh, Bitcoin to the moon is the common cry and dream of Bitcoin throughout the world. So if a whale could get hold of this asset portfolio for just under 11 Bitcoin, maybe they got 100 or 1000 Bitcoin and they'd like to get Bitcoin to the moon.com, maybe you should be uh, telling them about it. Very, very quickly at this end of the show, a quick shill for this amazing book written by a British Bitcoiner, uh, Matthew Underhill. He's regularly in my chat. Um, it is a great book for beginners. It's great to give away as a gift or to loan to a family member to have a read. I think it's a great precursor to getting somebody down um, going with Saifedean and Moose's Bitcoin standard. But check it out on Amazon. You can listen or you can read. It doesn't really matter. So that said, um, it is time. Well, actually, I've got one more thing I need to do. Sorry, I always go over here. And by what we're discussing today, this is quite relevant. I wanted to have a look at the Bitcoin price. Now, what do I keep saying on my shows, people? 
That is, don't panic. Don't look at the charts all the time. Don't keep checking every day. Bitcoin will do what it's going to do, and you or I won't influence it. If you are watching this daily, look at this crazy chart over here. Look, uh, in a couple of hours, we dropped down four, five, six hundred dollars, whatever it was. You know, if you're watching that and you're new to Bitcoin, you're thinking, oh, my Lord, what on earth is going on here? I always say zoom out. And when you zoom out, this is five years. This is since Bitcoin came into existence. You will see that we've had a couple of great big pumps and dumps here, if I can use that terminology within uh, Bitcoin. But basically, uh, whales playing around with the market. We had the hash wars and uh, the, you know, the, the price dropped down. We had to wait for that to all get itself sorted out. So the point is, stop looking at this day-to-day -day chart because I'm telling you, it will totally freak you out. Before we leave this chart, you can see over here, you're currently getting 2,332 Satoshis uh, for one US dollar. Uh, we've got a market cap currently of $811.74 billion. So we're just under that um one trillion dollar market cap again. So uh, that is that. I wanted to get all that out of the way. Uh, what I actually want to do now is bring in my guest, who I'm massively excited to talk to. You've, if you're a regular on my show, you've, you've, you know that I've spoken to him before. Actually, Adam, forgive me, please. I always like to give a shout out to the people in my chat. Chat. My granddaughter, Kate Linden, is in the house. Uh, Bitcoin Meister is clearly in the house. Yorkie Bitcoin. Hello to you, Johnny Midas. Uh, coming in from Texas, Fort Worth at the moment. We've got Alexis Menard in the house, Michael Weber from the south of the UK, Matthew Underhill from the Bitcoin book is there. My lovely wife, Elaine, Mrs. UK is with us. Welcome, everybody. Uh, wherever you're watching this, do uh, let me know where you're tuning in from. But without further ado, I want to get over and split my screen and say hello to my good friend and OG Bitcoiner, Adam Meister, aka Bitcoin Meister. Welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for having me on, Brian. Pound that freaking like button, people. Ah, it's good to have you on. I don't know how many times this is now, maybe three or four. I think we've had a couple and then you jumped on several months back in an emergency when one of my guests flaked on me and you're always good for that. But I wanted to talk to you um, today, really. I've got no agenda. I just want to talk. Let's have a conversation around, you know, what happened through 2021, all the people that are expecting the, cr the crazy high numbers, you know, nobody could, you know, uh, sort of account for the hash war, you know, or the, the China banning, I should say, not the hash war, the China banning, you know, and everything has gone on. So let's just chew the fat a little bit on 2021 and how you saw it all play out. I, you know, I will say before I, I get into you, you taking the floor, the one thing that I learned from you, and I, I tell people this all the time, I followed your every single show as many times as live as possible since I first came across you in May 2017. Um, and literally, it is you that taught me about the strong hand, the halvings, you know, buying over crying, delayed gratification. Yeah, strong hand. Um, it is you. I have you to... Well, actually, no, I don't just have you. I have me to thank for being open-minded enough to go out there and find the right people to follow, not listen to the noise. And because of that, it doesn't matter what happens within Bitcoin, Adam. 
I'm pretty chilled out about it. it. I'm. I think somebody said on your show, I'm Zend. I can't remember who it was. It might have been John Vallis. So let's talk about 2021 from your perspective. Then, just the floor is yours for my guests. Well, thanks for having me on again. And yes, personal responsibility is the new counterculture. It was you. It was you who made you. Sure, you listen to my show here and there and everything, but you had the personal responsibility. You bought the freaking Bitcoin. I didn't make you made your hand strong. Okay, so I I, I love I love the intro that you gave me there because it, it, in the end of the day, it does come down to you. You could talk the talk or you could walk the walk, and baby, you've been walking the freaking walk. Now, of course, people do need inspiration and everything, and I, I'm I'm proud that I, I've been inspiration to you and other people, and you've been an inspiration to, to many others also. So let's jump in to 2021. First of all, I was very satisfied with 2021. I knew we would get to the all-time high, closer to all-time. Bitcoin always returns to its all-time high, so it got up to 69,000 or close to it. It didn't get to 100,000. Oh, well. Oh, well. So some people were disappointed. Some people at this very moment are sad because Bitcoin is $42,000. They don't put it in perspective like your chart put it in perspective. A year ago, Bitcoin was just hitting 42,000 for the first time. Okay. So we're at 42,000 again. Okay. It's a, it's a lot better than two years ago when it was like 9,000 for God's sake. So it's, it's all about long-term thinking. I was very satisfied with the year. I thought there was a possibility we would have gotten into the six-digit realm. Perhaps the bull market is not over yet. Perhaps it is. <laughs> you just have to live with it, okay? You have to realize that in four four years from now, 210,000 blocks from now, it's going to be worth more. So, I mean, that that's your four-year savings account right there. I had a blast in this year seeing Bitcoiners in person at the Miami event. Was was a big, a big, again. I see the song remains the same as Led Zeppelin would say. Uh, people still panic. Uh, you know when it when it drops from sixty thousand to it back into the fifties or the forties. I mean, these are tremendous numbers we're talking about here. Tremendous when you put it in perspective. When you think back to even twenty nineteen, these were dream numbers. Uh, I mean, Bitcoin did not hit 30,000 until, what was it? I mean, basically the end of, of 2020. So we've only been above the 30,000 realm for a year. So I, I over again, people become excited, but then they become disappointed very easily. Yeah. Um, long-term thinking people. So I, I was, I was, I was pleased with 2021 uh, in terms of price and in terms of seeing people in terms of the innovation and, and you know, I mean, we could talk a lot about social media and there was a, there were a lot of people, I guess there were a lot of people angry on social media. I think that's, that's a waste of people's time. Uh, just it, this is people are building or making pie after pie after pie. It's not a zero sum game. No, you know, compete, don't complain. No one's taken away from you. You do well. And some people are never going to learn. Some, some people are going to never, they're, gonna, they're always going to have to look on the darker side of things. But for me, it was a very positive year. And I'm looking, I'm looking forward to 2022. 
Yeah, and for me, it was a positive year as well because, you know, okay, so, you know, obviously you got in a couple of years for me, good couple of years before me. But, you know, when I was buying Bitcoin at $2,050 a coin and scooping up as many as I could get my fiat hands on, you know, that puts me in a position where how far has Bitcoin got to drop before I'm out of pocket? But then, you know, and I'm talking to all of the people that are on my show, whether you are Bitcoin OGs or people that have got that strong hand, those that are just finding it. You know, I've got three generations on here. My my daughter comes on. My granddaughter is in the chat. She's got Bitcoin in a wallet. Um, and I think it's, it's, it's understanding that whenever you get in, if you zoom out and you give it this four-year cycle, <clears throat> excuse me, this four-year cycle or four or five years, you are always going to be quids in, as, as I say. And I always use Publord, Pubby, Guy Bennett as a, a benchmark when I'm talking about what happens if you buy the top and then you ride it to the bottom. And if you sell, you're out of pocket. But if you hold through the bear and then you come out the other side with the halving and then the bull run again, you always end up having more money than or Bitcoin being worth more than when you first purchased it. But here's the problem. People just have got this crazy time frame. You want a low time preference and most people have got a high time preference. So they make some money um, on Bitcoin. It's like, I'm going to sell it and I'm going to buy X. And, you know, I I was watching a podcast yesterday and they were saying, you know, we, we say buy and hold, but one of the hardest things for people to do is nothing. And one of the things you drummed into me when you were talking to your audience that I was part of was... Do nothing. Buy, hold, wait. Just buy, hold, wait. Don't feel you've got to do something with your Bitcoin. Talk to my viewers around that because I followed every show of yours, but many of my viewers may not have. Do nothing with your Bitcoin. Once you own it, it because people think, think I've lost so much down in value. No, you haven't. You still have the same amount of Bitcoin, dude. That's the way you should be thinking. Value your wealth in Bitcoin. That means get as much Bitcoin as possible. Don't worry about its dollar value. I mean, you've got trolls. You've got all sorts of people, haters of Bitcoin that say you have lost so much money from when it dropped from 69 to 42. No, no, I haven't. That's that's on paper. That's in your head. I have more Bitcoin than I did before. Yep. That's if you're going to do do something if you're going to do something get more bitcoin convert that these these are buying opportunities i i I get i mean people of all the days i know i bring this up all the time but i gotta bring it up again march the 12th and 13th of 2020 and not even two years ago now when the whole world was panicking everybody was saying look you just if you had one bitcoin it was just ten thousand dollars now it's four thousand dollars you lost six thousand dollars no, I didn't. I still had the same. A lot of people did, though, when they sold their Bitcoin. And of course, I I bought up two more Bitcoin at, at an average of 5,000 pieces, which is $10,000 for two. And, and now look what, what happens, okay? On paper, they're worth that much more. But again, I had two more Bitcoin because I didn't panic, because I didn't value my wealth in fiat, all right? And I, I understood I didn't lose any money when the price went down. You don't lose any, you still have the same amount of Bitcoin. But 
most people are fiat freaks and they're going to they're going to sell losses. Um, and, and even the government doesn't recognize them as real losses. It's, it's, it's not like you can, uh, I mean, you're, you're, or even, you know, you're not going to, you're not going to be able to write that off or anything like that unless you sell don't, so don't sell. Okay. It's all in your head. It's all paper until you sell. All right. And then you're in a whole world of hurt and, and regret. Mm. So yes, don't uh, look, look big picture and, uh, just do do not again. You're going to be tempted. There's so many third parties out, and it's great that there are all these Bitcoin businesses out there now because there are all sorts of people that want to do different things with their Bitcoin. Okay, I can't stop everyone from doing something with their Bitcoin. They want to, you know, loan out their Bitcoin, get interest on their Bitcoin, uh, trade their Bitcoin. Okay, let people make businesses. This is a free world. You can choose to do that stuff. But man. It, that there's risk involved. The second you give away your Bitcoin, loan away your Bitcoin to a third party, you might not get it back. And you can say that it's insured. You can say it's this, that, and the other. But the bottom line is, you know, when you got it on your Trezor, you're not losing it. Okay. That's that, that you know, for sure. And <clears> something <throat> that Caitlin Law was talking about is that, you know, there's so many people that do leave their Bitcoin at third parties that we're giving these, well, not we, but the people who do it are giving these third parties the ability to make paper Bitcoin, which is fake Bitcoin. They, they can say, you know, they've got these loyal uh, sheep on their sites, uh, just giving them their Bitcoin. They can lie and say, you know, how much Bitcoin they really have and, and sell this fake Bitcoin because they know that all these, all these CUCKs are never going to demand the underlying asset back, okay? Because they're slowly being paid off this Bitcoin interest or this fiat interest. So the community has created a situation, the ability for these third parties to create this paper Bitcoin. And the only way it gets called out is once, well, maybe twice, uh, when some of these institute, not institutions, these organizations fail and you only they only fail when there's a proof of keys movement which uh you know on, on january 3rd you're, everyone's supposed to remove their bitcoin from third parties but hardly anyone does it. it once there's a run on some of these bitcoin banks and some of these bitcoin third parties some of these dudes are going to go they're going to go down they are going to go down and we're going to see who was trading the fake bitcoin and a lot of you are going to be disappointed you're going to think oh i was trading bitcoin all along at this third party site and, and now you're not going to be able to get your Bitcoin out because it never existed. You paid for fake Bitcoin. You never owned any. So this will happen eventually. Eventually mm. it will happen. There is fake Bitcoin in the trading system and it will be a great day because there will be uh, such a demand for people to get your Bitcoin off the exchanges that day. People will be willing to pay anything to get their Bitcoin. Off. Now, will that happen this year? I do not know. And is it a sad situation that people are falling for this yes it's there that's why you do nothing with your bitcoin okay you make sure you have the real thing the way you know you have the real thing is if you control the private key if it's on your uh hardware storage device whether it be a trezor or a ledger or whatever it may be so that, that was a long explanation of why you do nothing with your bitcoin and what we could see in 2022 with a run on some of these third parties and uh and i know a lot of you well it's insured we'll see well, it's really interesting you say that because um, 
I want to talk about what I've done in terms of coming into Bitcoin, knowing nothing at all about it, and why it is so important to learn or go in the rabbit hole. You can buy and hold Bitcoin and not learn anything about it. But here's what happens. My view is the more you learn and the more you understand about the world we live in and the financial institutions that do what they do, the, the fractional reserve lending and everything else that Adam was just talking about, you know, this this January the 3rd narrative, not your keys, not your coins, was really designed so that if everybody did go and pull their Bitcoin off exchanges, you'd quickly find out which exchanges did not have your Bitcoin. So by holding it yourself, that can't ever happen if you are holding it on your Trezor. So that is why I chose to learn and understand this so I know why Adam says keep it off an exchange, keep it on your trezor and never let your, you, you know, your keys touch a computer, never take a photograph of them. I mean, there is so much to learn to, you know, personal responsibility being the new counterculture is. If you leave your money in a bank and some hacker steals your money, the bank will roll that back and give you your money back. But you don't take personal responsibility for your keys and in a heartbeat, your Bitcoin is gone for flipping ever people. So the one thing I would say in my segment of this is whatever you do, no matter where you come from, because I left school at 15 with no qualifications. I was uneducated for all intents and purposes. I didn't want, I hated school. I hated passing tests. But when I got into Bitcoin, there was just something that made me go down that rabbit hole. And I so, so, so wanted to know everything. But I'm going to be honest, as a boomer, I'm a Bitcoin boomer. You can see my t-shirt. Um, it gives me a headache sometimes, but I try to understand as much as I can. Why am I saying that? Because I was listening to a podcast this morning that had Plan B on it. OK, now Plan B stock to flow model, people are saying it's broken. He's saying there's two extremes to it. It might not be broken, but he's still got nearly two million followers. And he said something really interesting. What I've tried to do is learn that when there is a dump on of the Bitcoin price, nine times out of ten, there's some kind of reasoning behind that. OK, it doesn't just happen. And every time there's been a dump, I've always gone and searched out Adam Meister to see if he's talking about anything. But this particular occasion, I was on Plan B with Jay Gould and I've had uh, Adam, you've just disappeared, man. <laughs> uh, yeah. Hold on, people. I've just lost Adam. He might have to dial back in again. So what I was saying was I was on this pod. Hang on. Let me get Adam back into the room. You're back. You dropped out for some reason. Ah, uh, don't know. Okay, continue. It's, sorry, it's, sorry. Continue. It's, prob plan it's probably B. my Ran, internet. Ran yeah. About plan B, so, what he said was something that helped me. And he said, "Look, what people don't understand is that when China kicked the miners out, okay, the hash rate." plummeted. So that will always have a negative effect on the price. But then the miners moved across to America, Texas, out to Kazakhstan, etc. And then it started to recover. But this is what he then said that I didn't know. He said, well, what most people don't consider is then China went a stage further and they banned all cryptocurrency exchanges and the exchanges had to go to zero by December the 31st. He said, so over the last couple of months, 
all those exchanges have been getting, getting rid of all those cryptos and that's had a negative. So it's been sell, 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 sell. He said, we've now gone past December the 31st. He said that selling pressure from that perspective will stop. He said, you know, so therefore there is a reason every time something happens with Bitcoin because of the size of the asset class. Um, I guess coming from your perspective, what have you done? How did you learn? What did you learn? Um, what did you need to know so that you got your head in a place that when it crashed or when it pumped, you knew that it was just Bitcoin being Bitcoin? For our audience, some pointers, really. Well, one big thing that I learned over time is that you can't. I want to say plan B, he's a good guy and everything, but people made his freaking chart into the Torah for them. Okay. Into the Bible. Like if, if it went wrong, they lost their whole minds. Like, oh my God, it's, it's not true. It's the word the, the tablets aren't true anymore. Oh my, what am I to do? And it just puts you in a, let me, what plan B said on that show. What you're quoting, maybe that that simple fact uh, about about China that might be better than like blindly work. Well, it is better than blindly worshiping his chart and being so disappointed. Like you can't, you know, when you first get into this space, you you do admire certain people and think that you know you they, they seem to be right every single day, every single. And then something happens, and then it blows your mind, and you panic, and, yep. and you do something you shouldn't have done. And that's one of the things you have to get through your head is that everyone is going to be wrong sometimes. There is a lot of turbulence. It is not predictable. So if you become one of these fanboys of a chart or a specific person, um, you're going to end up disappointed. And you, you have to understand that if you do end up disappointed, then you're going to have to start to use your head a little bit more, make up your own decisions. And, uh, and that'll, but it's again, it boils down to personal responsibility. You can't uh, give a third party your brain. Okay, you 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 have to use it yourself to to decide what you need to do with your wealth. Okay, and if you need someone else to tell you to have a strong hand, and you can't come up with that on your own, you're going to be prone to making mistakes. So I I, I think that was that was a big thing. That I came up with my own thesis based on you know what I learned from other people, but you know over time when some people disappointed me, I didn't let that change what my thesis was. I didn't let that change my plan. And there were inspirations along the way that like, but I'm not gonna now that I got it doesn't mean it means that i'm going to keep on thinking i'm not going to like outsource my continue i'm not going to outsource my plans to this person mm. i got it i'm going to continue with my plans if they go crazy and panic one day well then that's that's a them thing it's not a me thing because especially you see people that you admire during whether it be during the, the 2018 down market or during the 2020 virus panic just do things that you think you know, based on your own values are completely unimaginable. So you stick with your values and you don't go down their mistake rabbit hole with them. Okay. You stick with your plan. So that that's my, 
big, big advice for, for being a strong hand. Don't outsource your decisions to other people, even people that you admire, because they're, if you're in this long enough, there are going to be some people that really let you down. There yeah. really are. And uh, I, I'm sure we don't need to name names or anything like that. But you even alluded to it, Brian. There's some guys you've had on your show that have completely disappeared. I mean, th- this is this is one of the amazing things. In 2017, I'm hanging with dudes, well, online hanging with dudes. I think these guys are in it for the long run. Some of these guys have just dropped off the face of the earth now. And, and you talk about how you've had, you know, you have, you've had close to 500 episodes now. I have over 2,000 episodes. And I, so I've had... I've gone through some of my old guests. I'm like, oh my god, I haven't heard from, from that guy since 2017. I mean, and, and like, and then I look up some of these guys now, and they're not even in cryptocurrency at all. They're like doing something completely different, like in the medical field or something. I mean, they they totally transition to what's new in uh, popular culture. I think, I think, th- I think, you know. I tweeted something the other day when when the price was tanking again, and I think it's something like you know those of you that you know say you're hardened Bitcoiners, how many people are freaking right now, and how many people have got that strong hand? And for me, I'll say it again. You know, people say to me, even family, oh, but you're lucky you got in when the price was whatever it was, 2K, 5K, whatever it was. Um, But even somebody getting in today, they don't understand what $100 or a couple hundred dollars worth of Bitcoin will be worth if they're younger in a decade, in two decades. You know, and people say, oh, golly, it's 40K and you got in at 2K, you know. But how are people going to feel when they're trying to buy in and get a little bit of Bitcoin when Bitcoin's half a million? And they'll say, oh, you're so lucky you got in at 40K. You know, it's all relative, people. And, you know, Adam, you said something that was key when I first heard, you know, heard, heard your show. And you said, you know, aim for one Bitcoin. And when you've got for one, see if you can work towards two. And when you've got two, aim for five and ten. And, and, and on it went. And I say to people right now, put a plan in place. Get an extra job. Look at what you're spending and wasting that you don't need to waste and put that into Bitcoin and say, right, what is my plan to get to one Bitcoin? It doesn't matter if it takes a decade. If you got one Bitcoin, you got one, you got one, one hundred, one twenty one millionth of the total supply forever. Let me put that in perspective, people. Uh, when I was on the show with Plan B and... um. Uh, Jay Gould, and Jay Gould's been on my show. Check out my Bitcoin interviews. Jay Gould was worth 33 million when he was in business. He's been a guest on my show. Jay Gould said, people don't understand what it means to measure your um, buying purchasing power or, you know, a Bitcoin. Like when you say one Bitcoin is one Bitcoin. He said, when I built this house that I live in now, he said, when I built it, it would have cost me 50,000 Bitcoins. Today... Those that cost of building that house is 50 bitcoins. You see what I mean? So as the as Bitcoin's price has gone up, what he ended out paying in Bitcoin terms is getting lower and lower and lower because Bitcoin is worth so much more now. And all I say to to my family and friends that are working class like me that didn't have education in finance or anything, as your pound or your dollar is getting you less and less over time. The Bitcoin that you hold is going to buy you more and more over time. That's a really easy way to try and explain it to regular working class people with no financial background. It's just a it's a real 
nightmare, isn't it? How you try and... I, I hate this orange pill, people, because I've got to a point in my life where I tell them, and if they listen, great, and if they don't, it's some will, some won't, so what next type of mentality, and then that I let them come to me. And here's an interesting thing, and I'm going to call out Paul Hill, who's in the chat. He's my nephew, and Paul... Me and him had a chat a couple of months ago. His mum was saying that I'm in Bitcoin, my sister. And Paul rang me and we had a long chat. And he's so deep down in that rabbit hole now. Adam, he's watching your shows. He's listening to anyone and everyone. And his wife thinks he's gone mad. So the interesting thing is you can talk to lots of people, people, and you're only going to get a small percentage of them that will open their mind and give you a hearing and then go down the rabbit hole. And I think it comes back to what you've always said, Adam, 20 percenters. You know, I'd probably say more like five percenters. But just give my audience that haven't heard you before this insight into their 20 percenters or the 80 percenters and what that might mean. Well, First of all, I got to give you a lot of credit here, man. You're, you're talking about how you dropped out of school at 15. You've got a better understanding of mathematics and 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 money than most people who graduated. Okay, they're not. I mean, you got to learn in real life. Sometimes I think you said about only one one out of one twenty one millionth of all the Bitcoin ever created. I mean. Grasp that, people. That's freaking awesome. Like that. Now, so the 20 percenters and the 80 percenters, what, what the heck is that? What is Adam talking about with that? Uh, basically, in this world, 20 percent of the people in any industry or just in life in general uh, um, produce 80 percent of everything. OK, uh, it's just that that's it's the Pareto principle. And you can I expanded it to like the people who are toward producing a lot, the 20 percenters, they're the ones who, you know, take the time to, to learn, to not get caught up in all the madness, to not get distracted, to not be impulsive. I mean, it takes something to be a productive person. There are certain qualities you, you, you need to have in order to be productive. It's not just luck. Okay. I mean, it, it continues throughout all people's lives. They, they might be the 20% most productive at work, but I mean, then the 20 most productive in their social lives also in, in everything that they do. Um, so you can be a 20 percenter. I mean, it's not like you're doomed to be an 80 percenter, but you, you, you have to learn. You have to take the time. It, it doesn't, that there's work involved in, in order to be productive, you must work. And it, it seems like, and it seems like it's much less than 20% of the people actually out there who want to work, who want to learn, who who don't want to just follow the trends and, and fit in, okay? Uh, the 20%er, the a lot of the time, does not care about fitting in. He just cares about you know improving his lot and taking personal responsibility and uh, understanding that if he tries to fit in, he's going to be down by the 80 percenters i mean that that's another thing it's not like the 80 percenters don't produce anything they just don't produce a lot because they waste their time worrying about nonsense creating anti-assets all right so you can get bogged down in the and the 80 percenter world that since it's 80 percent it's most of the world most people 
bar, obviously 80 percenters. Most people care about superficial things. Most people want to drag you down and most people, and they're going to vilify production. They're going to say you were lucky, uh, but you just, you just stick with your plan and be a 20 because it is so valuable. It is so nice in life to be a 20 percenter because you, you gain the self-confidence like, yeah, I did that. I'm doing really well. I'm producing a lot more than that other guy. And I don't need to feel guilty that I produce a lot more than that other guy, okay? And I'm being rewarded for producing more to, than that other guy. And because that other guy wants to steal from me, doesn't mean I should give to him or feel guilty or play with him or waste my time you know, trying to convince him of something he's never going to agree to. You, you mentioned something before. There's, there's only so much talking you can do. I mean, this is like Alex Fetsky points out in his Remnant article. Yeah. You know, in the end of the day, you, there's just going to be certain people that are left over, that stuck with the plan, that did well, and they tried to save the world. <laughs> okay, but there's only there's only so much time you can do, you know, dedicating to saving the world. You got to save yourself. You got to put yourself in the position when if things go real bad, you'll be fine. And if that schmo didn't listen to you, well, it's on him. It's on him. He's an 80 percenter. He was enjoying the rims on his car or, or you know, living in debt or doing whatever he was doing, re refusing to listen to you. But I, I do all, all you guys who want to you know, do good deeds and save the world. Th there comes a certain point when you got to take care of yourself, because if you're just if you're reaching out to these 80 percenters nonstop, a lot of them just want to waste your time. And run you in circles. This is sociopaths. I mean, I'm not saying all of them, but there's a certain. Be, be careful out there, people. Okay, take take care of yourself. And you know, if it gives you great joy uh, in saving the world, if that's a value of yours, okay, and I guess do it. But most of the time, you're not you're not going to save these people, and uh, they're only going to learn the hard way. And even when they learn the hard way, they're going to hate you. <laughs> Well, I've, I find it really interesting that, you know, everyone tries to convince everyone, but the, 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 the actual reality is, you know, whether we like it or not, and whatever your beliefs are, the masses got drowned because they thought Noah was a fruitcake with the ark, if I can just use that analogy. And I just believe Bitcoin is our modern day ark, you know, to get on, to get out of this fiat system that I didn't, people, I did not understand any of this four and a half years ago. I did not, when I kept hearing this word fiat, I thought, are they talking about some Italian car? I did no, not know what fiat even was. And now I do understand why, because I took the time to go down the Bitcoin rabbit hole and learn what I could at my own pace. And that means looking at the time that we can all waste and do all I sometimes chill out with my good lady and watch something on the TV, a documentary or something. Yes, I do. But a lot of my time I will put into going on podcasts. And this morning's podcast that I watched for an hour and 50 with Plan B and um, Jay Gould, a lot of it hurt my head. A lot of it just went straight over the top of my head. But there was about a 10 or 15 minute block. I was telling my nephew, Paul Hill, in the chat about it. That 10 or 15 minutes was a massive impact for me um, in terms of what happens why does the price sometimes go down you know uh, you know 
there's reasons for it, and I've covered that, so I won't go into it. I do want to put something up on the screen, because I've been popping a few things up on the screen, and I wanted to wait and talk about this one. This one's from Yorkie Bitcoiner. People, you want to read this when I put it up. It's coming across your screen now, and you'll only get 10 seconds to read it. I have dabbled with loaning my Bitcoin. It is nerve-wracking. All back on a trezor now. It's just not worth the risk. Not your keys is so important for people to understand. There's an example of a Bitcoiner that is a true hardened UK Bitcoiner that has done this. And he's just said publicly on this channel, that is really scary stuff. Because ultimately, and I, I said this to my nephew the other day, when you are securing your Bitcoin, let's say you got $100 of it, you need to secure that like that is worth 100 thousand dollars because what you're losing today because of recklessness is the value of that bitcoin in 5 10 20 years from now that's what you're really losing and most people don't really grasp that if that makes sense so where are we going with all this adam where do you see 2022 going i'm not into price predictions i can't stand price predictions obviously on the horizon we've got what's going on in el salvador that's starting to play out i know there's some issues behind the scenes but you know there's this bitcoin bond that's going on down there i've seen also some shows that are talking about you know there could be some kind of another black swan event to do with um the internet and a virus and they may have to close the internet and or get people's ids online do you see anything like that that might play out this year? I mean, we haven't got a magic wand, none of us. But 2022, what do you think is got in store for us? That's a big one. <laughs> well, first of all, I've got two comments on stuff that you you, you mentioned before. Uh, what you did, you know, you you played your, your those a podcast at two x, no doubt about that too. And um, you gained some nuggets of information. Yeah, there's going to be a lot of times when you listen to something for an hour and maybe like 40 minutes, you didn't get everything. But if you can extract nuggets from there and like write them down, it can be really incredible and life changing. You know, some of these guys are really smart. But if you can use your own brain to put, you know, A, B and C together and you don't you don't know what D, F and G are, then fine. You just you, you use your head to integrate everything. That's pretty freaking awesome right there. So I like I like that nugget thing. And I also like what you said about, you know, with your Bitcoin, it, it's worth um, you secure your Bitcoin. Yeah, like it is worth a million dollars. Think of it as a million dollars. It's not worth forty one thousand. Think of it as a. So how would you how would you secure something that's a million dollars? You would not loan it out to a third party. I think that's a really good um, uh, technique right there to get that into your head. What you just said. So so thank you for sharing that. That was awesome. So what do I think about the year to come? You know, the the, the, uh, the the Internet virus thing, I've been hearing about that. That's totally fake and made up in a conspiracy theory, I believe. And I wouldn't worry about it. But we could um, we could have uh, there are always going to be black swan events. There are always things you can't predict that are going to happen. OK, and that that and when these black swan things happen, Bitcoin is very liquid. So these traders, what they do is no matter what, how big of a black swan it is, they sell that news right away every single time. I mean, I would just advise everyone to get used to that. If you think this is a bear year, especially, you know, get ready for some bad news. And the moment it gets announced, 
for the price to drop, okay? But it, it always comes back. It always returns to its all-time high. Whether you have to wait three years or, you know, three weeks, it does. Um, but so I, I can't predict specific black swans. I don't want there to be black swans. But I mean, I, I brought up one that isn't a conspiracy theory that could really happen. If, if the president of the United States passes away, that is a, that's a black swan event, okay? Mm. That will cause panic in the financial markets, okay? Then it will, it will. And, you know, and, and if, the, if, if the vice president becomes president and seems like a moron, it'd be bad too. If the, if the president of the United States passes away and the vice president does not become president, which is like doesn't make sense to anyone because that's the line of succession. But that's a true black swan. Mm. If that happens, and you know, I could see that happening since nothing, I guess, shocks me anymore. That that is also something that would make people panic. And, and but what people have to realize, you know, if something happens that's unprecedented, it all gets sorted out eventually. It all gets mm. sorted out. We we had a uh, uh, yeah, we had a pandemic that no one ever expected, and it, it got sorted out in a few months after that. But, but, Bitcoin, I got to, you know, from March the 13th to December the 13th, big, I mean, Bitcoin basically went to like everybody thought the world was heading to an all, a new all-time high a, a, almost. Yeah. So I, I can't, this could be a bear year. It could, if we follow the traditions of the last two cycles, this should be a bear market. It should be. But my, my outside the box prediction is that I, I think this Ethereum 2.0 thing is going to get pulled off. It's going to be successful. Mm. It's going to bring so much hype into the space yep. that that will help the Bitcoin price. Mm. And that will bring, that will extend the Bitcoin bull market longer than it has ever been before because of Ethereum. So a lot of people think, well, that's sacrilegious of you to say that. Hey, man, I, I don't care what brings up the Bitcoin price, okay? It doesn't offend me that there are people out there that like Ethereum and that all these rich dudes might, rich entities might be really happy once once Ethereum is proof of stake, okay? And all of a sudden buy a bunch of Ethereum and bring a lot of money into the cryptocurrency space and that helps Bitcoin also. And if Ethereum all of a sudden is worth 12% of a Bitcoin, Should I be sad about that? If Bitcoin is worth a hundred thousand dollars at that point, no, I should not. I should be. I should be quite pleased in fact. So I really think that this. I think outside other cryptocurrencies, Ethereum could help the Bitcoin price. Yeah, I do. This is something that would be a lot, a lot different than what we're used to. But I'm not. I don't care. I'm not. That doesn't mean I'm telling you to buy Ethereum. I'm telling you to keep your Bitcoin, and then it might increase in its fiat value. Because of uh, Ethereum, and you know, you, you want to hear. I'm just giving a, a, di- a different type of prediction you may not hear anywhere else. Because a lot of people are stuck in a certain mindset where they have to say, "Well, I think Ar- Argentina is going to adopt Bitcoin. Thus, that will help the price of Bitcoin." Oh, he's just dropped out again. Uh, we'll see if we can get him back. Hopefully, you're enjoying the show, people. I'm certainly pumped by talking to Adam. Let me bring him back in again. <laughs> yeah you dropped out what... yeah we got you back yeah, yeah, we're yeah, okay yeah. we're okay yeah, yeah. I, I have no idea what's that what that is but let's uh... 
I would hazard a guess that it is my uh, internet, but, but not but yours. Lot, I think it's say, mine. Oh, I, I think a lot of people are going to use. All right, all right, all right. We're, we're back. We're back, right? Um, but uh, I, you mentioned El Salvador beforehand, too. I, I wouldn't consider it even a black swan, but I mean, he, he'd be in, in a Latin American country, you can always be overthrown. So I, that things could change real quick right there. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't bet, I wouldn't base my Bitcoin premise around like Bitcoin City being built in El Salvador. Mm. Uh, don't don't get your hopes up about that one. If it happens, it happens. But uh, I, I wouldn't buy Bitcoin because you think uh, you, you think El Salvador is going to be the Bitcoin mecca of the world, and this guy's going to stay in power forever and ever. Yeah, we we just don't know how any of this is going to play out. I think from my own perspective, if you've got a good, broad understanding of what is taking place and where it's taking place and why it's taking place, it can help you with what might go on with that day-to-day fluctuation of the Bitcoin price. And I would say to anybody on the show that are brand new to all of this or haven't been in it too long, just get a basic understanding, people, of what proof of work is, what proof of stake is, what they mean when you're talking about Bitcoin is truly decentralized. You cannot have a proof of stake coin that is decentralized. You can't. And a proof of stake means you can have somebody in control. And the more the more stake they've got in that particular protocol, the more say they're going to have over what happens with that protocol. I don't want to be, you know, even if Ethereum pumps past Bitcoin, you know, even if it did, okay, for me, I am a Bitcoin guy. I am happy to hold my Bitcoin. I've done enough research to know about the scarcity aspect and the developers and everything that gives Bitcoin its uniqueness. I do believe, and I don't say this on my show just to rant. I say it because I mean it in here. And that is, I believe that Bitcoin is the one chance humanity have got of building hard sound money for the future. He's just dropped out again. So we're obviously having some issues, but hopefully you can still hear me. Let's see if I can get Adam back into the call. But I believe it's the one shot that we've got of hard sound money for the future. Um, I don't know whether you got that, Adam, but um, so, you know, we, we you're going to hear all these stories, people, about, ah, Ethereum's going quicker than Bitcoin. Ethereum's going to be bigger. I don't care. It can be, but I don't care. I am happy with what we're holding with Bitcoin. I am dollar cost averaging more each payday. And I will do that to the end of my time on this earth. And I will ensure that my descendants, our descendants, will be able to access what we leave behind. All I hope for me being a boomer is that there is enough time for Elaine and I to go and see the world, to come and hug Meister in person in America or where that might be. And some of the other Bitcoiners go out to the Miami conference. You know, we've got to let this crazy... I don't want to talk about it on the show, but this sickness issue and people wanting to mandate something that hurts the arm. And that's all I'm going to say is total madness, all of it. I don't want to get into that right now. But, you know, hopefully this is going to dissipate and people are going to see it for what it is. I think they already are. And then I want Bitcoin to give my wife and I a great end of life decade or two, whatever we've got. But I'm doing this for generations to come. So, 
I'm holding my Bitcoin. It doesn't matter what it does. If it tanks, I'll go and sell everything except my lovely wife. I can't sell my, my mother-in-law. Oh, I could sell my mother-in-law. Um, so um, I don't I don't really care what happens. I'm a Bitcoin only guy. And f for those that come to this channel and don't want to hear that, go off and find somebody else's channel that wants to talk about crap coins. That's what I would say. <laughs> so look, um, we've lost the signal two or three times. We're heading towards the hour mark, um, Adam. Um, it is great that you've come on again. I love chewing the fat of Bitcoin with you. Um, talk to the noobs um, that are in the the room or going to be in the room in the future. Give them some sound advice, um, a bit like you've given me, but it, you tell them through your words instead of me telling them after listening to your podcasts. Well, I would just say have a strong hand, people. Don't get distracted. Go out into the real world. Don't sit at your computer all day because that's a good way of becoming insane with the price. Follow me on Twitter at TechBalt, T-E-C-H-B-A-L-T. Uh, if you need some reassurance on that strong hand, I put out some uh, unique beast information out there. In Bitcoin insider information. Don't – what I – guys, be careful with the mainstream media uh, and reading their articles. <laughs> it – don't, don't believe what the mainstream media has to say about Bitcoin and cryptocurrency. Really take it with a grain of salt. A lot of them are just trying to get clickbait uh, type of uh, articles out there. That's most of what you find out there today. So, so be careful with the clickbait. Yep. Always try to get a second source of information if something seems too good to be true or, or just doesn't make sense at all. But uh, enjoy. Enjoy your think long term. Try to have some goals in, in life, long-term goals, and what, what you're going to do with it eventually. And uh, you know, just just keep on learning out there. It's, it's really a golden age. It's an exciting time. If you're a young person, you know, get a job in the Bitcoin space, in the cryptocurrency space. There's so much opportunity out there. You don't need a college degree. You just need to understand the basics. You know how to – if you know – I'll leave you with this note. If you know how to send the Bitcoin – you are more technologically advanced than like 98% of the people on earth. I don't know. It, it, it's, it's incredible. It's incredible. Mm, if you yeah. really know how to send and store way ahead of the curve and you are ready for this golden age of the 2020s. So that, that's my uh, positive advice of the day. And, you know, I actually don't think people realize just how early they are, even if they're finding Bitcoin this very day, how early we are in all of this. You know, I mean, you, you could you could say, couldn't you, that probably 100 percent of people around the world have heard the name Bitcoin, but don't understand it. And probably one or two percent have probably gone down the rabbit hole a bit and got some. But most people, you're right. You know, I mean, we've even got family members of ours that, you know, are playing around in the poop coins and they're in and out. They're trading in and out. They don't understand the taxable events and the absolute nightmares that are going to face them as, as you know, the, they, they clamp down on all of this and they want to know every, all your trades, what the spot price you bought it at, what you sold it at, what was your profit, what was your, what was your gain. It's like, I can't even begin to get into that. So for me, that is why I just love, and I always say, if you're going to trade this thing, you're going to have to sit up all night. You're going to have to, you know, take Red Bull or something to keep you awake. Don't do it, people. Awful stuff, right? The point is, if you buy and you hold and you don't keep looking at the 
parts all day. You can get on with life, do what you need to do, bring your family up, go to work, tend your gardens, go on vacation, and just really enjoy your life. And that is what we do. Sometimes Elaine might shout through to me and say, I'll see the price has dropped a little bit, and I go, all right, okay. Or I might say that as you go, okay, because we both got ourselves in a really, really good place where we both got mega strong Bitcoin hands. So I'm dead proud. I want you all to give a shout out to Elaine, Mrs. UK, because she's really in the rabbit hole with me now. Every podcast I'm watching, she's getting the link and she's watching. So, you know, we really are a Bitcoin family. Um, Adam, your links are going to be in the show notes. In fact, I think they're already there. I've put the link to TechBolt on Twitter. I've put the link to your YouTube channel. Bitcoin Meister. So please, people, do follow Adam Meister. He's got thousands of videos out there. In fact, if you want to laugh, and I know you won't mind this, Adam, go back and look at some of those early videos. He had some lovely hair back then. (laughs) I saw the one where you're out in Baltimore walking through the streets of Baltimore with with your camera. It's like, oh my Lord, dear, oh dear, oh dear. Absolutely love it. Um, Listen, it's been a blast. Thank you for coming on again. I always appreciate it. Maybe we'll do it again in six months to a year or something like that. Do you know something? I can't believe how fast time goes when you're in the Bitcoin rabbit hole, doesn't it? I mean, I can't believe that May this year, that's five years that I've been in Bitcoin. So when do I get the label OG? I don't know how that works. You have it. You're you're an OG, definitely now. Well, yeah. I've I've done an epoch. I've been through a cycle. People, one thing I will say, and I'll let you go, Adam. Go through a cycle. Understand what, and the cycles could change. But understand what a halving is. Understand how after that there's a supply squeeze and then there's normally a pump the year after. Understand that then you can go into a bear market for maybe a couple of years. If we go into a bear market this year, hey. Um, Bothered? Not at all. Not at all. It just allows you to stack more Bitcoin um, on sale. So understand this, people. And when you understand that, you won't go far wrong. And very quickly, Count Bitcoin, hello to you. Will Hobdy's in the house. Um, A couple of others I saw I wanted to give a shout out to, and they're gone. Uh, Vinny Vinny Rondo is in the house. Vinny, hi to you. Right, I'm going to go, Adam. Thank you for your time, man. I will be on your next show whenever that is. Strong Bitcoin hand. Follow this dude on Twitter and on YouTube. I'm going to end the stream here. Oh, before I do, uh, very bear with me for a minute. I'm just going to go over to my desktop a minute because I love quotes. I always must finish with a quote. Sadly, this one is from um, Mr. Warren Buffett. But what we learn from history is that people don't learn from history. Isn't that a good one, Adam? People do not learn from history. Exactly. Learn. Hey. By the way, in 24 hours, I will have this week in Bitcoin on. It'll be at 2 p.m. Friday, East Coast time. Tomorrow. East Coast, 7, 7 p.m. UK, people. 7 p.m. Then. UK. Okay, right. So I'm going to get myself out of here. I'm going to go back to my desktop and finish this one off if I may. People, if you like the content and you do want to drop any type of tip, there's a couple of lightning addresses. I don't run this show for tips, but there are people who have said, well, how can I tip you? If you've got a wallet of Satoshi or a moon wallet or something of that nature, drop a few sats. It's always appreciated, but it is not required. So that is it. I'm out of here, people. Adam Meister, the Bitcoin Meister. Thanks for joining me, dude. I'll catch you all on Monday with my regular show, 6 p.m. London. I'm out of here. Cheerio.